Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of Powerhouse Wellness, featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well and You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm really excited to be joined by one of the absolute pioneers in the health and wellness movement, a pioneer in the paleo movement. Um, she's a clinical and holistic nutritionist. She's also a blogger, a podcaster, and an animal lover. So welcome to the show, Beverly Meyer. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Brett. That was a very happy intro. That's great. Thanks. I'm really excited to have you on. I, I had the pleasure actually last night in Adelaide of, of sitting down with and, and hearing speak a, a lady by the name of Cindy O'Meara who's an awesome Australian who, by the sounds, is very similar to yourself, but, but has also you know, been in the field for a long time, has, has a wealth of experience. And, and it's awesome to chat with people like yourselves who've just been through it and done it for decades and, and to, you know, to borrow some of your experience and to learn from your wisdom. So I'm really excited about this podcast. Well, one of my favorite little stories is, is that I, I figured out, for me, Okay, I can't eat wheat. Oh, gosh, I can't eat corn. Oh, you know what? It's actually all the grains. And, well, beans aren't working for me. And, well, there goes dairy except ghee. And, you know, eggs seem to really flare me up and nightshades are out too. And this was over like a 10-year period. Um, So I laugh and I, I talk to Rob Wolf or Mark Sisson or people and I say, you know, I've been eating paleo before there was a name for this and teaching this to my clients. So it's, it's, it is that process of self-experimentation that if you're committed to it can really pay off. Yeah, it sounds very like, much like my journey as well, Beverly. You know, people say to me, well, when did you start doing paleo? And I kind of go, well, I have no idea. Like, I just, I started making changes and, you know, at some stage it probably became a little bit more like paleo, but I, I didn't ever just stop and go, right, I'm doing paleo. You know, it was just kind of one change at a time. So how did this journey start for you? Obviously, it was to start with a bit of a journey of self-discovery, Beverly. Um, what made you start looking for other answers? Well, I've I've always um, my my brain works better than the rest of my body, and that's kind of uh, the problem. But also the opportunity is that I'm I'm very um, you know I'm an I've been in history of an entrepreneur. I've been in big business. I've owned and managed large companies, and uh, of course was a perfectionist type of a student all through getting a master's in finance and economics and. All of that stuff, and but my body just could never keep up, and 
uh, I've just had way too many health problems. And, but it, it wasn't until I finally got that diagnosis belatedly of celiac um, and and it kind of confirmed. Okay, you're you're not just a wimp. You you actually have you actually have some problems. It's not just in your head, and, right? No, and you know I really uh, lovingly scold people a lot. Is that you know you don't have to push so hard. You actually deserve to feel better, and it, it's not normal to have the symptoms and problems that may be common, but it's not normal, and that you know. Let me help you slow down, step back, take a look, and see if you can acknowledge, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm actually don't feel so great. And, and that's really the first step to, to change. I love that, Beverly. I love that you've just said that because listeners to this show will know that's something I say all the time as well, is the difference between common and normal is so important. It's fantastic. So what were your symptoms, Beverly? What was happening with you and your body at that stage? Well, I, I saw my first um, outside-the-box, a very alternative practitioner back in the early 70s. And I had some recurring viral problems that, that traditional doctors just were not helping. And someone said, you should go see this guy. He's kind of strange. And he does this thing called muscle response testing. And he has thousands of little glass vials that he muscle tests you on these little vials and then he'll give you vitamins, and I thought, wow, okay, that just sounds really weird. <laughs> um, but I went, and uh, there he was, and he had 12, count them, 12 children, homeschooled children, all just vibrating with health. And it was just such an astonishing experience uh, that, you know, who are these people, and how are you living this way? And, wow, thank you. He really helped me get over what was going on with me. And... Um, uh, I've never looked back since. So what was the next step from there? I mean, was that what sparked you to go into and become a nutritionist? Or was there a bit more of a journey along the way before you decided to embark on that? Study? Yeah, that that was way back when I was still um, in college. So, you know, there was college and graduate school and all these big businesses to come. And uh, so it was a whole other life. And um, But I just pushed too hard. And um, the body just really couldn't take it. I, I, at one point, I finally f- discovered by saliva testing that I really had complete adrenal failure, had absolutely no adrenal function at all, and was told, you know, you, you need to be in the emergency room and you'll be on steroids for the rest of your life. And, and I've never taken, uh, you know, prednisone or, or even bioidentical cortisone. I managed to, uh, cortisol, excuse me, managed to, kind of pull myself out of that but I have had to reevaluate <clears throat> um, what I can do and what I cannot do and this my work with GABA the neurotransmitter GABA uh, I call it the forgotten neurotransmitter because nobody knows what it is but it's it's equal to serotonin in every way and when I discovered I had a severe GABA deficiency 10-12 years ago that's the thing in the at least in the last couple of decades that that really turned my health around. So I do a lot of work with GABA. So how and when did you decide then you were going to go and study nutrition and, and make this a career? <laughs> well, I didn't. I was a patient <laughs> and, uh, you know, a really dedicated patient. I mean, I went all over the city, all over the state, all over that part of the United States. I went to Canada. Uh, actually, even went into Europe um, 
I went, you know, to see doctors and see, well, what have you got to tell about why this body and brain are so dysfunctional and, uh, you know, too many symptoms to list. But um, eventually I started figuring out that I knew as much or more than the people I was paying to see. <laughs> and I realized that I'd absorbed, you know, a, a, a medical school's worth of information um, traveling and learning and experimenting on on all of this for myself and, of course, researching it as I went. And that's when I finally got out of my businesses, sold my companies, and took a year off to pass, um, study for, and pass very e- intensive exams as a certified clinical nutritionist. Um, we're a completely different field from anybody else. We're, we're, we're kind of like the chemists of the naturopathic world, uh, really getting into the cellular functions of, you know, what what are those mast cells up to, and and what's why are the Kupfer cells not communicating with their neighbors? Uh, you know, um, so anyway, that's kind of a weird answer, but um, it's been a journey of of helping myself, and then uh, deciding, you know, I should really pass this knowledge on to other people, and meanwhile. It's a great excuse to keep studying and learning what's going to help me. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best thing about it, isn't it? The amount of stuff that you learn that helps yourself. I mean, I love doing these interviews because I always learn something that I can take on board. And and it's just fabulous to, to be able to tap into experienced practitioners like yourself. So I'm curious as to how you went at nutritional school, Beverly, because you obviously had a wealth of knowledge before you even set foot in the door of the school. So how did you find that your knowledge uh, correlated with what you were getting taught at school, and how did you deal with that? Well, the the uh, Association of Certified Clinical Nutrition uh, was done as a distance learning. It was all done on cassette tapes at that time. So this was in the 80s. So, you know, it was modules and modules of cassette tapes and thing. And then uh, after a year of that, then a uh, then on site, you know, hundreds of us taking taking our exams. But, yeah, no, I, I didn't have a background in, you know, well, what is vitamin A and how does it work and and what are the properties of, of uh, amylase enzyme and. You know, I, I didn't have a background in that. My background was all in finance. So there was a lot of studying and learning to do. And uh, so I just made hundreds and hundreds of note cards and filed them in my own little system so that if I, you know, we, we didn't have computers and Google, right? So you have to make a, a keep an index box of, of, you know, hundreds of note cards and file them away. So if you wanted to look something up about vitamin A, you could you could flip through <laughs> and find it. <laughs> and so I guess, yeah, when it comes to, I guess, physiology and biochemistry, you know, th- those they are what they are. You know, you learn the, the facts and you learn that sort of stuff. But, but as far as what they were teaching you, as far as, you know, solutions as to how to correct that and how to help people and how to get people back on track, did, did that fit in with what you'd already learned for yourself? Well, yes and no. Yes, in that... Um, they totally were not part of the what I call one pill for one ill type of medicine <laughs> that that they're all about discovery and the the most important three letter word I know is why why is this happening yeah. oh okay because of this 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 well then but why is that happening <laughs> oh well then da, 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 and around you go and you end up back in a mercury problem from leaking fillings or whatever but then still other people have mercury leaking. So why? 
did this particular person um, have those symptoms from from that toxin? So it that was very much in my um, sense of exploration, you know, like getting into the Amazon jungle, you know, let's let's find out where the river comes from. Um, on the flip side, though, they they I eventually felt they were too clinical for me mm. and they did not appreciate the the skill and the art of muscle response testing and things like emotional freedom technique and two things that I'm big fans of EFT and muscle testing. And, you know, they wanted to keep it very hardcore and clinical. And uh, so that's when I finally left after many years. I said, no, this is, uh, um, I'm happy to do my muscle testing and keep up with my medical knowledge as fast as I can. Great. Have you ever come across NET, Beverly? It's a chiropractic technique that's, that's quite similar as well, actually. Yes, the the Nambudrapod allergy elimination technique is is that are the NET or NAET? No, NET. It's called neuro emotional technique, uh, and it's, okay, it's a yes, chiropractic N-E-T. technique, and it's it's fascinating. Yes, I have had a little experience with that, um, but uh, have not trained in that. But yes, it is uh, anything that helps us tap into that emotional puddle of stuff that's that's locked on to whatever it is that we're experiencing. There, there's always an emotional puddle around those migraines or that menstrual irregularity or that testosterone problem or whatever it is. There's, there's always going to be, whether it's cause or effect or both, um, emotional stuff. And y- you have to work on this. And um, so I'm big into helping people be real honest with themselves and really look at how their lives were and what their parents' um, voices were, you know, that you better not fail that exam <laughs> or, you know, you, you know, you better be the top of your class, whatever. And, and these voices drive us to this day. And, you know, I think really, I don't know about where you live, but in the United States, and I'm sure it's the same for you, we're we're so hyper responsive, perfectionist, urgent, uh, paranoid, and terrified about every little thing: the text, the email, the traffic, the 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 appointment. Got to do it. Got to perform. Got to got to do it fast. Got to do it right. And this is just a great failing of of modern society. That personally, I trace back to the birth of email <laughs> and then the cell phone but um everything is too immediate and too or else and you know when you pile that on top of what how a lot of us were raised by our parents or teachers or maybe our first spouse or whatever um this fear of failure and um it really does settle into the body in bizarre ways you you have to go after it yeah, well, I think once you understand the, as you said, the biomecha- biochemical implications of that and the neurological implications of that and how that does affect that stress response in our body and those adrenal glands and, you know, all those things you spoke about, I mean, it, it just has a massive effect on the whole body, doesn't it? Yes, and that word stress, you know, we, we ignore it now. It's it's just a, you know, it's a word that doesn't mean anything. People say, oh, I'm so stressed out and my adrenals are burned out. And I'm like, no, you don't, don't say that. You, you, first of all, you need to do a saliva test, which you can, in the States, you can order it online and do it yourself. Um, and look at what your, your cortisol levels actually are and, 
ask yourself that million-dollar question, am I happy in my life? And if not, what areas are, are not right? And, and, you know, physically, emotionally, environmentally, relationships, whatever, um, to, you know, to be a little more in charge, we, we kind of get swept along, don't we? And uh, like in a big, big flood. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Beverly, obviously you, you graduated as a nutritionist. You had this wealth of information. At some stage you decided you needed to share this more broadly with people. Uh, what came first? Was it the blog or the podcast? Um, actually, it was my clinic. I, I opened, I began seeing clients uh, in, in about 1985, and uh, my reputation grew because, you know, A, I'm, I'm obviously a very strange person because I'm doing <laughs> things like vitamins and diet and muscle testing, but, you know, I help people, and then there comes five other members of their family, you know, so it's not hard to grow a practice when you help people. Um, so uh, that was the mid '80s. So it really wasn't until l- l- later on in the in you know I don't know ten fifteen years ago I even had a website. So um, and then the podcast Primal Diet Modern Health only is just four years old. So this is all the 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 blogging and the podcast and Facebook all that is is very new. Well, let's talk about that a bit. I mean, you, you've obviously got an amazing wealth of experience in health and wellness over at least three decades, and, uh, you know, what's, what have you noticed? What have been the changes over that time? I mean, there's probably multiple aspects of that we could talk about. For starters, I guess, what are the changes you've noticed in the health of the people coming in to see you over that time? Well, I, I have a lot. I, the majority of the people that contact me for help because, you know, it could be anybody. There, there are mothers looking for help for their kids, or p- people wanting to lose weight, but but the whatever. But the vast majority of people that contact me uh, are women in their forties and fifties. They're tired. They don't feel well. They don't look well. Their hormones are insane. They're not sleeping. They're having anxiety issues. They can't keep up with their kids. Their parents are starting to get sick and, you know, they're just physically and emotionally, mentally overwhelmed. Yeah. And um, I just am seeing that more and more as, as our parents, um, you know, the, as the generation in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, their health is failing and um, it's putting a tremendous financial and emotional burden on uh, we children in our 40s and 50s to figure out my goodness, how, how, what am I supposed to do with this illness and my parents? So I think that's that's a huge thing that I've seen is is that massive increase in sickness in the elderly. And the irony is is that I've I've always told people that uh, again I'm 63 right now, so I would say my parents' generation is the last healthy generation. Um, and so those that are in their 80s and 90s, if they're still in pretty good shape, you know, it's because, and they, a lot of them are spectacularly, I, I have a client who's 85 and goes ice skating. I mean, it, it's just, you know, these are amazing people. And, but they didn't have TV. They didn't have pesticides. They didn't have breakfast cereal. They didn't have mercury fillings. They didn't have vaccines. They didn't mm. have electromagnetic fields uh, and Wi-Fi and, uh, you know, they had fresh food, and um, it's it's just 
that's kind of you know we in the in the paleo movement uh, we're so grounded now in no i want real food and and i deserve to live a better happier life and gosh i'm insanely busy but i'm kind of trying to at least keep an eye on who I'm becoming in life so that I don't become a, a crazy sick person um, like many of the people we know. <laughs> yeah. So it is all about self-awareness, and that's that's really exciting to see. Yeah, well, there, there, there has been a big change there then, hasn't there? Just the, And it is just those that modern lifestyle, you know, the changes in what we eat, the, what we're exposed to has just changed drastically. And But I guess over that period of time, there's probably been some pretty big changes in the, the I guess, the medical or the health landscape as well. You know, what have you noticed over those, you know, three or four decades as far as, you know, how people relate to their medical practitioners, you know, how people look at alternative health, you know, how willing people are to, to look at their diet and all those other things as well? Well, they are much more willing to uh to look at that. I mean, I I was there when 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 tofu was introduced. I remember this clearly. I was in Duke University in uh, 1972. It was a dark and, day. Uh you know, and they and and there was this at the the Duke cafeteria, it was, you know, learn discover tofu and that whole week uh, they would have tofu chicken and tofu meatloaf and tofu whatever. <laughs> and it was like, wow, this totally cool food called tofu, and um, which, of course, I don't eat now. But, um, you know, that was really when the experimental phase started. But, uh, yes, people are, are, are trying new things. But, you know, as humans, we're still very attached to the concept of one pill for one ill. And, you know, that is so frustrating to me that people come in either casually, they come into my clinic because I have a whole natural health center that I own. There's just 7,000 feet of practitioners and, um, and meeting rooms. It's just amazing. But, and sometimes people come in and they'll say, I have diabetes and high blood pressure and um, I'm on hormones and, you know, I don't sleep so well. What, what pill do you have? Or, you know, what should I take? <laughs> and they're looking at this big pharmacy that I have of supplements, you know, 75 companies or whatever. And, you know, I, I just want to say, well, are you crazy? You, you know, you, is that the, still the golden quest that no matter how bad off you are, you can walk into a place and buy a bottle of, of pills and that's going to fix you. So... That has has not changed. In fact, I think that's gotten worse. Um, you know, it's the doctors are so reliant on the hardcore that they go to the end solution first. You know, they yeah. go right for the high dose acid blockers and the high dose diabetes drugs and the even the high dose thyroid hormone. And you know, they this is all they know to do. Sadly, it's a terrible time to be a doctor, isn't it? It's it's very hard for them. Yeah, well, it's just those crisis care solutions, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, I'm, it's just shocking how many people come in to see me, and and I, you know, I want to grip the sides of my chair when I look at their list of stuff that they're on and yeah. and the doses and and like how quickly did they 
did you end up at that dose of thyroid? Oh, he started me on that. I'm like, oh, my God, that's enough thyroid for a 400-pound person. You know, it's just, did they, did they not test your adrenals? Which, in my opinion, most thyroid problems begin as adrenal problems. And um, I'm a major advocate of monitoring your adrenals. Um, there's a, a couple of tests you can do at home that are on my website. I think it's called Test Your Adrenal Function at Home. Uh, with a flashlight and a blood pressure monitor, you can get a, some indications of where your adrenals are, as well as a saliva test. But anyway, I, I just that the people are experimenting with diet, but they still have that. Give me the pill, um, give me the quick fix, and not everybody, but th- those that come in that are, have been really sick for a really long time and have seen thirty-five doctors. Then they finally find me. I'm happy because yeah. I know they're they're gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes. And or or if they don't, I fire them. I say, you know, I don't know how to be more polite about this, but you're just not sick enough yet. <laughs> and which is a terrible thing to say. But you know, if they think they can get away with eating pizza once a week and having a couple of beers every other night, but but they're really doing what I told them. I'm like, no, you. You're not getting it. You, yeah. you're, this is about antibodies and inflammation. And, um, you know, we've been over this 10 times. So, you know, so, come back when you need me. So for those who are ready to make the changes, you know, where do you usually start? Like, how do you start getting someone like that back on track? Well, food first is, the, is my motto for my podcast and on my website. Food first says right there, food first, start here. And that's my first navigation page. And I explain to people that if you want to change the chemistry in your body and you want to do it quickly and you want to change as much of your body as you can, not just the ringing in your ears, but the whole list of things that are wrong with me, the absolute most affordable and efficient and fastest way to do it is to, is to jump full feet headfirst into the absolutely gluten-free i'm i am completely committed to the fact that this stuff we eat this this modern wheat that we eat is bears no relationship to anything humans have ever eaten before and it's it's uh it's completely alien to our immune systems and every lab test i've run for extensive expanded gluten antibodies uh, cyrex labs i don't know if y'all can have cyrex in australia but it there's 20 25 different gluten glutinin gluten gluteomorphin gliadin uh and you know and every single test i've ever run on people has come back with antibodies not always highly elevated but but they're they're there and um Anyway, so I'm I'm a hawk about that. That they need to go as quickly into paleo as they can. That's why I filmed a, my DVD for them. It, it's you know you can download it and and watch it. You know, 15 minutes a, a time for five six days, whatever. And uh, you know, just jump right in and and to stay gluten free even in your makeup and your hair care and your shampoo and your hair dye often has gluten in it. Um, so I really nag at people to to really try to do the gluten thing a hundred percent. 
And and then where do you go from there? I mean, what? How much do you sort of incorporate? I guess the exercise, the mindset, the EFT. You know, how does that all fit into the picture for you? Well, I, I the way that I like to work is I see clients three times, in which I am doing a lot of history. I'm observing them. I'm you know I I like being in the room with people and noticing uh, slight shifts in their body language or whatever as well as the, the, the paperwork that they fill out in their labs. And then I'm, I'm reviewing food diaries each time and giving them food homework. Like, okay, for the next two weeks, I don't want you to have one bite of fruit or whatever their homework is. Um, so usually by the end of a month, I feel like I've, I've corralled them in the direction I want them to go um, on, on eating paleo and eating really clean and then I retake their their presenting symptoms, which you know we may have had. Uh, I, I hand write my notes, and I may have a completely full, uh, large page of symptoms. And then we retake all of that, and ha- almost invariably, half of those are gone. Mm. It's like wow, you know, I had thought about that, but. I have no arthritis pain in my left hand. The right hand still hurts. It's amazing but how the people left completely hand, forget, isn't it? <laughs> that's so easy to forget. You know, I haven't had a migraine all month. <laughs> you know, So when we do that and people see, oh, my gosh, I say, you see those seven things on the list we just crossed off? If you want those back, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and and at this point, they've. I feel like this gives people a strong win that they're in control of something to do with their lives. And I, I think it's essential that people are not mindless about, oh, I've got to go to this person, she or he's really good. But, you know, we need to feel like we understand and we have some control and we have some um, control of our destiny, if you will. Mm. And so that, that first hard month with me, when people get through and they're like, wow, I'm I'm starting to feel a lot better. The diarrhea is still terrible, but this and this and this are gone. Uh, they trust me. They're starting to get excited about trusting themselves. And that's when we get now into the muscle testing and the lab work and see this person, we need to do a, a, a good stool test on this person. This person, I'm sending you to go get your mercury fillings taken out or whatever. It, as you know, everybody's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, it's very individual, isn't it? But I love I love that philosophy. It's fantastic, and it's it's really empowering people to start looking at it for themselves and figuring out what they want to do and and whether they want to make those changes and, and what the pros and cons are. And I think that's fabulous. So, I think uh, I've loved this interview, Beverly. Your your philosophy just fits in so nicely with mine. I've, I've just nodding and agreeing with everything you've been saying the whole time, and I feel like we could keep talking for so much longer, but we are actually out of time for this podcast. So. If people want to find you, Beverly, they can obviously go to your website, which is www.ondietandhealth.com. Your podcast is Primal Diet Modern Health, which they can find obviously on iTunes or from your website. And on Facebook, they can find you, Beverly Meyer, On Diet and Health. Um, So, Beverly, thank you so much for, for sharing your wisdom and experience with us on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and a treat to listen to. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Brett. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I like what you said about empowered. I think that's the word I was looking for is that that's what we're, we're all here is trying to help um, empower ourselves and help others empower themselves and their families.
Yeah, I love that. And it does start with yourself, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. So until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.